from the campus of the Southern California University of Health Sciences, welcome DNA Dan, a podcast on genetics, genomics, and the future of genomic medicine. Our host, Professor Dan Handley, will immerse you in the fascinating world of DNA and genomic medicine. This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not intended as medical advice. Hi, this is Dr. Dan Handley, Professor of Genetics and Genomics at Southern California University of Health Sciences. This is a podcast in which we discuss all things related to genetics, genomics, and DNA. In previous episodes, we learned about the discovery of DNA and how its structure was determined. In this episode, we will discuss more detail about the structure of DNA. It turns out that Watson, Crick, Wilkins, Franklin, and the many others involved gave essentially the correct answer about the DNA molecule and how it is structured. DNA has two intertwining backbones that spiral around each other. These are made up of a form of sugar called deoxyribose and phosphate groups. We are all accustomed to the word sugar, something we sweeten coffee with, but to chemists, a sugar means a molecule having certain properties. So to chemists, there are a great many different types of sugar molecules. Deoxyribose is a particular type of sugar. A phosphate group is simply a phosphorus atom bonded to several oxygen atoms. The backbones in the DNA double helix lie on the outside surface of the molecule and is composed of sugar phosphate units linked together. There is no conceivable limits on how many such links can be chained together. Hundreds of thousands or millions of units can be linked together. Some DNA molecules, if stretched out, would be several inches long. In fact, the DNA in a human cell stretched out would be about six feet long. Inside the two intertwining backbones of DNA are the nucleotides. They're called adenine, cytosine, thiamine, and guanine. For short, we call them A, C, T, and G. As mentioned in previous episodes, A's only pair with T's, and C's only pair with G's. And so, the DNA backbones support paired nucleotides on the inner portion of the DNA molecule. We call DNA in this structure double-stranded DNA. If we were to separate the paired nucleotides, then we would have two single strands of DNA. The sequence of A, C, T, and G on a strand can be anything. That's what makes it able to form a code. They're like words. For instance, we could have a strand with A, A, G, C, T, T. And the strand that would be complementary to it and would pair with it would have the sequence T, T, C, G, A, A. I know that's a lot to remember, but A, A, G, C, T, T. And then the reverse, T, T, C, G, A, A. Now, to keep this all straight, there's a naming convention for the backbone of DNA. Chemists refer to the head end as the five prime end. The tail at the other end of the molecule is called the three prime end. The two strands that make up a DNA molecule go in the opposite direction. In other words, one strand goes five prime to three prime, and the strand complementary to it goes 3' prime to 5'. Prime. 
And by the way, the chemical bonds between A's and T's and C's and G's are relatively weak. And so under the right conditions, such as at an elevated temperature, a double-stranded DNA molecule can be unzipped to two single strands as if being a spiral zipper. That information will have more relevance when we talk about DNA testing technologies in future episodes. And so now you know the basic structure of the DNA molecule. Today, the structure of DNA seems simple and elegant, but before the structure was determined through decades of piecing together empirical evidence, it was a complete mystery, and the structure was really anyone's guess. In future episodes, I will talk in more detail about many aspects of DNA. One of the remarkable things about DNA is how such long molecules can be packed inside a cell's nucleus in an orderly fashion and organized in a way that the cell's molecular machinery can read the sequence of A's, C's, T's, and G's and decode the meaning of the sequence. It is an amazing thing and has great ramifications for how DNA organization can be involved in health and disease. This has been a production of the Southern California University of Health Sciences, copyright 2021, all rights reserved. The opinions stated here are solely those of the guests and do not necessarily represent the opinions of Southern California University of Health Sciences.